My name is Matthew Chisenhall, and God is greater than everything because um, he is super powerful. And how old are you? Uh, I am 10. Okay, thanks. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. glad to be with you again on the Jesus is Better podcast, because the more we get to know who Jesus is, the more we can enjoy our friendship with him and all the good things he wants to share with us. Last time, we heard about how God's cloud continued to lead and protect the Israelites, but that the people still complained. This time, they wanted meat. God sent birds for them to eat along with their manna. But only a short while later, even Moses' brother and sister started to complain about how God talked to Moses and not to them. Miriam was struck with leprosy, and Moses cried out for her to be healed. God told Moses to shut her outside the camp for seven days, and after that, she came in again, and the people set out and camped in the place God showed them. In Paran. God said to Moses, Send out men to spy out the land of Canaan, because that's the land I'm giving the people of Israel. Choose one man, a chief, from each of the twelve tribes to be spies and go together. So that's what Moses did. He told them, Go up into the hill country and see what the land is like whether the people living there are strong or weak, whether there are a lot of them or a few, and how good the land is for growing food, whether the people there are living in strong cities or just camps, and whether they have lots of trees or not. Have courage and bring some of the fruit of the land for us to taste. So the twelve men went up and spied out the land. In one of the valleys, they cut down a single cluster of grapes, and it was so big, they had to carry it on a pole between two men. They also brought some pomegranates and figs. After 40 days of spying, all 12 men came back. Everyone gathered together to hear the report, and they showed them the fruit they had, saying, "'The land is full of good food!' But the people who live in the strong cities are huge. But one of the spies named Caleb told the people to be quiet and said, Let's go live in the land. We can do it. Then the other spies said, We can't go against the people living there, for they're stronger than us. We'll be devoured. In fact, everyone was so tall We seemed like tiny grasshoppers compared to them. So the people all started crying 
weeping into the night. They grumbled to Moses and Aaron, saying, If only we had died in Egypt, or at least in this wilderness. Why is God bringing us into this land to let us be killed by our enemies? They'll kill our wives and children. Wouldn't it be better if we just went back to Egypt? Let's get a new leader and go back. Moses and Aaron bowed in front of all the congregation of the people, and Caleb and Joshua, Moses' assistant, who had also been one of the spies, tore their clothes and said to the people, The land we saw is so good. It's incredible. If the Lord delights in us, he'll bring us there and give us the land. Just don't rebel against the Lord. And don't fear the people of the land because their protection is removed since God is with us. Don't be afraid. Instead of listening, the people of Israel decided they were going to throw stones at them. But the cloud of God's glory appeared at the tabernacle and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, How long will my people hate me? How long will they refuse to believe in me, even with all the signs and wonders they have seen me do? I'll just get rid of them and make a new nation through you, Moses, a nation even greater than them. Moses said, But then the Egyptians will hear about it, for you brought the people out of Egypt in your power, and they will tell the people who live in this land. These people have heard that you live among us, that we can see you, and your cloud is over us, and leads us in a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. If you kill your people, the nations who have heard of how great you are will say, God wasn't able to keep his promise of giving them this land, so he killed them in the wilderness." Please let your power be great, for you have said that you are slow to anger and overflowing with love, forgiving sins. Please forgive this people because of your great and forever love, just like you've been forgiving them since they left Egypt. Then God said, I have pardoned them just as you asked, but as truly as I live, And just as the earth will be filled with my glory, none of the people who saw my glorious signs in Egypt until now and have continued to put me to the test and disobeyed my voice, none of them will see the land I promised to give to them. Only Caleb, because he has followed me fully, will live in the land he saw and all his children and their children and their children will live there. Tomorrow, I want you to turn back into the wilderness toward the Red Sea. He also said to Moses and Aaron, How long will these people complain about me? I have heard them, so I want you to tell them. What you were afraid of, I will do. Everyone twenty years old and older who complained against me, will die in the wilderness. All of you who were counted will not live in my promised land, except for Caleb and Joshua.
but your little ones, who you were afraid would be killed. I will bring them in, and they will live in the land you have rejected. Your children will grow up in the wilderness for forty years, tending sheep, and they will suffer because of your choice. You will wander for forty years since you spied the land for forty days. And the ten spies who had brought a bad report and convinced the people to complain against God died instantly. When Moses told the people what God said, they cried for a long time. Then, early the next morning, they went into the hill country, saying, Let's go to the land God has promised us, because we've sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying God again? You won't succeed, because God is not with you because you turned back from following him. But they went anyway, even though Moses and the Ark of the Covenant stayed in the camp. And the people who lived in the land came down and defeated them, chasing them away. What is God going to do with these people? He was ready to lead them into the promised land they had been waiting for the promise that started hundreds of years earlier when God spoke to Abraham and told him that he would make him into a great nation and give his people a good land to live in, a land that they could only dream of when they were living as slaves in Egypt. God showed them how good the land was, filled with juicy, delicious fruit. But when the spies told them how big and scary the people living there were, they preferred slavery over imagining they would be killed by these enemies. But Caleb and Joshua saw something different. They saw a land with big enemies and a God who was so much bigger. A God who had rescued all one million of them from slavery in Egypt and even split a sea in half for them to walk through. A God who rained down bread from the sky and made water flow from a rock. A God who had defeated every people that had tried to fight against them. The people had turned away from God, looking at the weakness of their own hands, and decided they would be safer on their own than with God who had never broken one of his promises before, but might now because the enemies were just that big and scary. Moses was most concerned that the other nations would keep understanding how powerful and glorious God is, and he didn't want them thinking that by killing the nation, God couldn't keep his promise. And God, in his never-stopping love, forgave them. But since the Israelites didn't trust him, he would wait until they had died and let their children be the ones to enter the land he'd promised. Only Caleb and Joshua, who had trusted God's power and promise, would get to live in the land with their children. The people didn't like this plan and thought that it would be okay if they obeyed what God had said in the first place. Even though Moses warned them 
they fought against some of the people in the land and were immediately defeated because God hadn't promised to go with them. Have you ever seen a toddler disobey their mom or dad and only start obeying when they saw mom or dad coming towards them, knowing they were going to be disciplined? Have you ever thought something your parents asked you to do or something you knew God wanted you to do was just too hard? That there was no way you could finish your chores or homework, no way you could forgive a friend or your brother or sister, no way you'd be able to be happy when you didn't get the gift you wanted, or your parents said you couldn't go somewhere a friend had invited you. Jesus never wanted us to think we had to do these things in our own strength. He didn't want the Israelites to be confident in themselves, thinking they could defeat the enemies on their own. And he didn't blame them for seeing their own weakness. But he did want them to remember how strong he was, how well he had taken care of them, and that he would always keep his promises, even if they didn't know what that would look like. You see, one of the reasons Jesus came to earth was to live a life of perfect faith and trust in his Father for us, so that when the Father sees us, he sees the perfect life Jesus lived. Jesus died so that we would no longer be slaves to things like fear, feeling guilty, or feeling ashamed. It felt easier for the Israelites to run back to Egypt. But God knows that living a life of sin and trusting in ourselves will only bring us more fear and discouragement and hurt. When we place our trust in Jesus, we can instead see our lives as He sees them, filled with His power and strength to help us whenever we need it. We don't have to be able to do it on our own because Jesus comes to live in us and we can trust him to show whatever power he wants through us to build his kingdom and show others how amazing he is. We might still feel scared sometimes or choose to do things that are selfish or unloving. But God always invites us to turn back to him, to ask for his help, and to remember all the ways he has helped us and all the other people who have come before us. He has promised to bring people from every nation on earth into his kingdom, and we can trust his promise, even as we trust him in all the hard or scary things that happen each week. He just might use our trust to invite someone else to come and see how powerful he is. Maybe the next time you feel scared about something, you can ask Jesus, what do you want me to remember about you right now? And then you can see what idea he puts in, into your thoughts. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that we can always come to you when we're scared and that you are powerful enough to care for us and keep all your promises. Would you remind us of your promises when we need it? We love you. Amen. 
Okay, guys, thanks again for listening today. You can find more episodes on my website, aliciayoder.com. And parents, if you leave a rating and review on iTunes by searching for Jesus is Better, we can keep getting the word out. Until next time. Bye.